Praise the Lord, people of God. Um, we're back today, and we're going to be studying Exodus chapter 2. Um, I'm here with one of my guests, which is my brother, Tehedron. Um, so we're going to be talking about the word and going into depths of what God is saying to his people. But first, he's going to lead us in prayer. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God. Father, we ask you to forgive us for any sin we committed against you, Lord God. Wash us in your heavenly blood, Lord God. Clean us, cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We thank you, Lord God. We, we, Lord, we pray that you open up our hearts and open up the hearts of the people who will hear this word to receive your word, Father God. Lord God, let your Holy Spirit lead us and guide us, Lord God, in, this, in Exodus 2, Father God, to bring forth what you want us to say, Lord God, to your people, Lord God. We bind and rebuke any spirit that's not of you, Father God, that's lingering around. We bind and rebuke anything, Father God, that's trying to will try to hinder, Lord God, this message, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We glorify your holy name, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for just allowing us to do this, Father God, for allowing your spirit, Lord God, to take full control of this um, discussion slash Bible study, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. We give you the praise and the glory, Father God. Ibooro sharenda raki kabarise kerianda rosa asa baba ikare hikabero she ikararase irienda dero solo kabarase Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Ikebara hitoroshe ikerenderase. Lord God, we lift up every person that is listening to this. Up to you, Father God. In the name of Jesus, ikebaro she kerienda rose keri korosha tarase kerienda rokarasha. We glorify you, Father God. Babarashi, Kiriandarase, Ukorosha, Lord God. Rapabah, Ukoko, Nininasi, Kirietiroshe, Lord God. We thank you for the Indrashe, Rasha. We thank you for the understanding, Lord. Ikiritoroshe, Kiriandarase. Thank you for wisdom and knowledge. Doroshe, Kiriandarase, Lord God. Egoroshe, Kenenase, Father God. For it comes from you and only you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father God, we bless your name. We lift your name up high, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' holy name, we pray and we receive. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So I want to welcome Pastor T, and he's also my brother, to our discussion for Exodus chapter 2. Um, we're going through... The entire book of Exodus, um, because the Lord told me to um, study and bring a word for you guys from this entire book. So we're going to be doing this um, chapter by chapter. Um, for all the guys that's listening, married or single, um, what advice would you give them um, on a godly level um, that you think God would be wanting to say to them? Or what do they need to be careful of? Mm-hmm. To wait patiently for him, for him to bring his best to you, um, and to be careful for the traps of the enemy, um, because he doesn't want you and the person God has ordained to be with you to be together because you become one powerful force for the kingdom of God, and he'll do whatever it takes for you not to be with that person. So just be patient and wait on God. For God to bring His best and your rib to you, so because you have a you have um, 
work to do for the Lord, the both of you, kingdom business. Amen. I would say the same thing for women in waiting. Um, don't be in a rush um, to meet anyone, but trust God because his word said that he will provide for you. Um, you're married to him first and he will send your spouse for you. Women are not to be looking for men, but the Bible says a man that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor with God. So he's not talking about worldly things. He's talking about when you're in him, he's the one that picks a suitable mate for you, your rib. He's the, he's the only one that knows where that spouse is. So don't be so in a hurry to um, want to jump into things, but wait on God. Keep yourself holy. Pray. Um, live peacefully in the presence of the Lord. Um, that would be my advice for women. Um, to just wait on God. You're not missing anything but a lot of stress. Hallelujah. So um, my brother is going to start in chapter 2. And then we're going to discuss what God is saying about chapter 2 in the first parts. Okay. Exodus chapter 2. And a man of the house of Levi went and took a wife. Took as, took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when he, when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes from him, dubbed it with absalt, and pitched, put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off, to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside, and when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it, and when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew woman, then she may, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. The maidens went and, and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman so the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. Um, in chapter 1, it talks about how Pharaoh sent out an order and he wanted the two midwives to kill all the boy kids, all the boy um, children. And so because they disobeyed him, he came up with another order to drown them in the river. Right? Mm. So <laughs> he didn't succeed either way. God had a calling on Moses' life. And the one thing we want to talk about is the one thing we're noticing, you must know who you are in God and you must know what tribe you're from. 
Um, I'm of the tribe of Judah. You must study to know who you are. Um, the Bible is also confirming that we cannot marry out of our tribes. We can only marry in our tribes. So your spouse must come from the same tribe as what the word is saying. Because when you have an anointing on your life and your spouse have an anointing on their life, that child that's coming forward is coming to finish that job. So that child comes from a very anointed um, place. But not just that. Notice the mom paid attention to it. She paid attention to it. Um, most people, when we look at children when they're born, we say they're beautiful. But that's not what she was just referring to. She was talking about his spirit, his anointing, everything about him was going to be beautiful. So I feel like that's what she's talking about. What did you think? Um, I thought the same thing. Um, I I like the fact that how she, the Lord had her, how everything was planned out to where not only did she put her child away, but she was still there the whole time to watch him being um, brought up. Um, and the Lord said that the by the word says that it touched her heart. It touched um, Pharaoh's daughter's heart when he started crying. Um, to, have to have compassion. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, I thought that was how it, it just seemed so like... How can I say it? Um, of God, like how everything was did because they were all, all the sons were supposed to die. But with this, even though he was a, a boy, um, God touched her heart. God was there just as he is going to touch Pharaoh's heart down the line. Mm-hmm. But he turned, he touched it in another way. Um, but he, he touched her heart to keep, to keep the child, to keep, to help help him raise him, like you said, in the midst of, in the midst of Pharaoh, the enemy's camp, he, Moses is going to grow and learn everything of the Egyptians. Um, so that's why one of the points I want to give. The next part is, um, God, she got paid to nurse <laughs> to her own child. Yeah. She got hired and paid to do a job. So God lets you know that whatever plan he has for your life, it doesn't matter what the enemy has set up. He has a way to move through everything because nothing happens without his permission. I thought that was really cool. You have a child and they think they're harming you, but in reality, God said, okay, I'm going to let them bring you. And he placed the sister there to watch over the brother. You notice the the job of the sister was to watch everything um, that no harm comes to her little brother. So um, what do you think about that as Christian women, brothers and sisters in Christ? Do you feel like this message is also saying that wives are to watch out, pray for their husbands and brothers and um, sisters in Christ? But mm-hmm. we as uh, brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, we need to pray even more mm-hmm. and watch out for the dangers that set to pull the heads down. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as women of God, we are to pray constantly protecting our fathers, our brothers, our sons, um, our leaders, our pastors, you know. And just make sure that um, nothing the enemy tries prosper. Because with everything God said, she still watched out. Mm -hmm. She still made sure the plan of God. So that means that when God tells you something or he tells you to execute a plan, you do have to be watchful and still pray. Don't be naive and think, 
oh well it's gonna happen i don't have to do anything you do have to watch out you have to pay attention to the visions the dreams you have to pay attention to the words of knowledge that's coming to you um when god gives you a dream he always puts a timer on it or a specific thing if you saw like a coin fell to the ground or uh, uh the sun was shining or you saw a specific can or a specific person wearing a a certain dress or somebody wearing a certain shirt or a hat or a purse he marks it to let you know when that dream is about to come to pass whether it be good or bad so your job is to always be watchful pray binary rebuke if it's bad because we know if it's a bad dream and the enemy is doing it we know the dream is dark or dark gray um when it's of god it's bright vibrant with colors it's very bright and well lit and god will show you um I will do this on this. We also know according to Genesis 40 uh when you have it twice God says he it's will decreed. it would be it's been decreed by heaven and God will surely bring it to pass when you dream that thing twice whether it be good or bad. God, either God is telling you to stop doing something or he's telling you I'm going to bless you with something. But either way, he'll give you a confirmation by letting you have it twice, right? Yeah. So we know that Pharaoh's daughter is looking out for now baby moses god touched her heart which means god can touch anybody's heart to become passionate when he chooses to mm-hmm. um because the bible is telling us that right mm-hmm. um the part that i love is that <laughs> the daughter is on point the 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 uh, moses sister is on point he, she was there to watch the whole plan unfold and she made the suggestion that means when god placed you at a place you need to be knowledgeable of the word and what your part is in that plan that god has for whoever he has put you charge over or whatever situation he's put you in i thought that was very cool um that she actually got paid to nurse her own child now mm-hmm. <laughs> um and she got this to, to be around him it's like she was she was always there because she she helped wean him till he got three months certain, three months and mm-hmm. So she was always around him all the time. Because I'm pretty sure that was hurtful to let her child go, but she was obeying God. Mm-hmm. She was obeying God to and trusting God. And she watched God plan unfold right in front of her to where she even got paid for doing what she was supposed to do anyways, which was um, breastfeeding her child. Exactly. So we're continuing with Moses' flee from Midian. Go ahead. Now it came to pass in those days, when Moses was grown, that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and he looked that way. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two Hebrew men were fighting. And he said to the one who did the, who did the wrong, why are you striking your companion? Then he said, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh 
and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Now the priest of, of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water, and they filled the troughs to water their father's flock. Then the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them, and watered their flock. When they came to Reel, their father, he said, How is it that you have come so soon today? And they said, An Egyptian delivered us from the hand of the shepherds. And he also drew enough water for us and watered the flock. So he said to his daughters, And where is he? Why is, why is it that you have left the man? Call him that he may eat bread. Then Moses was content to live with the man, and he gave Zipporah, his daughter, to Moses. And she bore him a son, and he called him Gershom. For he said, I have been a stranger in, the, in a foreign land. Now it happened in, in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of, e of Israel groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out, and their cry came to God because of their bondage. So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God acknowledged them. Um, so we have here now... Um, Moses, Moses have has grown up, and Moses has he 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 his heart started going towards his his people, um, the Hebrews, um, and it came a point in time where he he saw one of the Egyptians beating on the his one of his brethren, which was one of the people of Israel, one of the Hebrews, and he went out to he went out to stop him because. Um, and with that point, to me, God was shifting his spirit from where he was to now where he's supposed to go, because now his his whole heart was to to it was towards God's people. His the whole time he was there, it, he was as an Egyptian, but he was a Hebrew. But now he's. I'm, I'm sure from those, the earlier times he's watched them get beat because they were slaves among the Egyptians. But now his heart had changed and his heart was like, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, to the point where he, he struck a man and killed him. So he, to me, with those few verses, he would, he would take it all the way, even though it was to, to, to harm someone, to protect God's people. Um, and I think, I think with that, God is, God is showing us that how our relationship with our brothers and, and sisters should be, because like I said, he was shifting from one, one side to the other, from Egyptian to Hebrew. And all he wanted was to protect his people. He didn't want to see the violence going on, going towards his people. He wanted to protect them. He wanted to, he was, he was becoming the leader that God wanted him to be, even though he had a long ways to go, but you can see that in him from the beginning. 
you can see that he was going to be that leader to protect um, 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 a, a few, a few, a few um, scriptures down. He got into it with one of. He's seen them fighting again, but this time it was, it was Hebrew among Hebrew, and. He, you know, he went and talked to him. He said, why are you doing this? You know, why are you fighting your own brother? You know, why are you, why are we, as, as, as believers of our Lord and Savior, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, why are we fighting amongst each other when we're supposed to be trying to build up for the kingdom of God? Why are we fighting each other? Why are we, you know, quarreling? Why are we doing all that? And I think that's one of the things um, Moses was um was he was trying to get them to understand that we we don't have to do this we don't have to do this but their comeback was are you a judge or you know you're gonna you're gonna do this you're gonna do to us what you did to the 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 um egyptian which he had struck down and killed so they were trying to throw it in his face when all the time he was trying to protect them he was trying to protect his 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 brother and his sisters of um by defending them from the enemy and the thing they did was they threw it in his face they threw it in his face saying you who are you you know we and we have we have people out there like that you know some some people some people who say they are Christ don't want to um don't believe as we believe they're more of you know they they know they they say they know jesus but they can care less what jesus did they don't want to follow god's commandments anything like that and i think these were some of the types that moses met up with but moses was still he was still in that leader role but he preferred to to leave because he didn't want the egyptians to know what he had done Um, the next thing that I was brought to my attention that wherever God, no matter how troubled Moses was, he had a desire um, to please God, even before he knew God. And he didn't like people mistreating people. So that he had um, this passion for hurting people, which is a very um, good trait to have as a man of God. Um, the next thing that stood out to me was that he was content where, God, where he went. Mm-hmm. He, he was content. He had peace where he was. How many of us can say that um, where God has us, th- that we have peace with it? A lot of us want to go ahead of God and we want to run with the crowd. But if you don't have peace in your spirit about any decision that you're making, then that's the wrong decision. Because anywhere is anywhere God sends you where, the, where his will is, you'll have peace with it. So he had peace when he came to find his wife and the first thing he did was protect her mm-hmm. so he 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 stepped into his role as the leader of that tribe as who god where he remember he came out of the tribe of levi so he stepped into the role as a man of god which god starts showing his character right away to his spouse he's the protector for his spouse so when he came into it he came in when people were trying to rob them and he stood up mm-hmm. and um, her father saw that in him. Not just that, um, they were also um, of the body of Christ. The, his father-in-law was saved, is saved, I should say. 
and his wife is safe. But God lets you know again, everything will be done decent and in order when he does it, right? Um, um, and then when they came together, the first child they had was a son. They had a son. So this, this, this two, chapter two talks about, to me, you don't need to worry about God's plan, but you do need to be watchful of his, what he said over your life. Be prayerful, um, watch out for the danger zone, but not just for yourself, for your spouse, for your brothers, for your sister, pray, whatever God is telling you to watch over the vision. Amen. Uh, and the water, the water that Moses went in with the, 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 the little thing that the mom, his mom put together, um, that represents spirit. So you need to be watchful in the spirit, always praying of any plans that God has spoken over your life or your spouse life or your children's life, you know, because um, Exodus is highlighting the, the character of a godly man, the character of a man. God, and the way Moses behaved too, it lets you know, stop looking at people like they're perfect. They're not perfect, but you have to wait for each person to tell you their story. You can't just assume because this person did this, they're bad. You don't know what's behind why they did what they did. So I think the part you talked about where um, stop fighting with each other. Um, The body of Christ is very good in pointing fingers at each other. But when will we become the body and the family that God created us to be to actually look out for each other, hold each other accountable? Um, because some of them will tell you, oh, well, you're always telling me I'm doing this or this or this. But if you keep doing it, then that's what you're doing. So we need to hold each other accountable and let each other understand that I'm watching out for you as the word is talking about. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to be disrespectful and not listen? Are you going to keep um, doing things that is not of God and then claim it is of God? Because the Bible tells us, be not deceived, God is not mocked. That a man so that shall he reap, right? Mm-hmm. So you saw that chapter 2 talks about Moses is born and his mom went out his way to protect his destiny, to protect his life. Um, his sister and um, his other family members will step in to fix that too. God brings it together. Whenever he has a calling on your life, he puts the people there that you're going to need to help you to get there. Now it's up to you. Think about if the sister didn't listen. Think about if the sister didn't stay in tune and go get the mom mm-hmm. and how that would go. But every every person that God puts there, they're obedient to God. When they're doing opposite of what God says or they're causing distraction and stuff, then how can you say you're of God? You can't because God is a God of order, right? Everything he did, uh, Pharaoh's daughter didn't know that young lady personally. That's her servant. Mm -hmm. And then right away, she said, go get somebody. Right away, she already knew what God had put in her heart, what was going to happen. She's like, I'll go get somebody. And then she told Moses' mom, what are you talking about? That's my, my son. And that's for people that has pride and don't ever stay quiet about anything. But instead, she humbled herself. And humility does pay, as this chapter talks about, um, because she didn't answer back or so anything, which I thought they would have killed her back then. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, I'll pay you to do it. So she now she has income coming in. So when God starts your destiny, everything comes in alignment full circle. 
the provision is provided, right? Mm -hmm. And the plan of God starts getting set up. Come on, somebody. So, um, I go ahead. Uh, one one other thing I want to I kind of caught on to was um, in twenty four when the, the word said that so God heard the groaning and the and God remember His covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, um, the children were moaning. The children of Israel was moaning. They were crying out to God and everything. But it wasn't until everything was lined up that God heard their cry mm -hmm. and now started moving to what he was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Because now Moses was already in his training being a shepherd of the sheep. So he learned how to lead God's people. So every, now Moses is in place and everything. And now God hears their cry. He's like, okay, now it's time for me to move to get y'all out of here because I can't move early. If I move early, the plan ain't set up right for me to get the glory out of it, out of out of everything that I got planned. So everything is like in, is is in God's timing and it's God's perfect um, movement to get His glory out of everything. Um, so I wanted to add that in that it's everything is God's timing, even when it comes to hearing your prayer and everything, but. It's a movement that God has. Everything needs to be put in place. Yes, yes, yes. It's 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 um, it's pretty awesome how God um, always does things in His timing. Sometimes yeah. we want to go ahead of Him and we want to act like we think we know better, um, but in reality we don't. But the one thing that I think stands out too is that each person, each destiny of a leader or a prophet or people that God has brought up from from before birth, um, there are set nations waiting on those people to be positioned. And so as as brothers and sisters in Christ, we want to pray. We want to pray for the for the real prophets. We want to pray for the real pastors. We want to pray for the intercessors. Um, because they have a big role to play in the plan of God in bringing heaven on earth. That's the spiritual order in the body of Christ. So uh, I do think people do need to stop looking down at each other because the Bible tells us we're not battling against flesh and blood. It's a spirit that you're dealing with, not the person. Mm -hmm. So, And if you keep focusing on the person, you're going to miss it because you don't know if God put that person there. Um, I do agree that people, if you're claiming to be of God, you shouldn't be making other people's lives miserable or sinning around other people that you know is of God and they're living righteously or causing other people harm or pain because you've decided that you don't want to go to heaven. And so when you decide to do that, you shouldn't bring someone else down with you. So I do agree with um, the part where um, God is showing us that we need to look at his plan for our lives, not our plan. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to call this session, You Can't Block My Destiny, because that's what mm -hmm. it's talking about. It's the, the, the instructions of moving in humility and honesty and righteousness and holiness in God, even with your mistakes. Because Moses did, yes, we can feel like doing something is righteous, but it's still a sin to God. And so God showed that out, that your works will still not measure up to his works. And I feel like he did that. Yes, he had a passion, but he did that so that God could show him that you as a person is just a human person. 
You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, he would say, I've never sinned. I've never done this or I've never done that. Think about all the leaders God handpicked have sinned severely. David did it. Uh, uh, We have a lot of them that have fallen. But God always um, kept them held up in his hand. So um, the discussion today overall, what would you say about chapter 2 is basically talking about... Um, I think to me it's I, I, I really I really enjoyed chapter 2 I've seen it I'm looking at it in a different way that I've always have looked at it um, one is to follow God's plan whatever God um, leads you to do do it exactly how he leads you to do it because if you don't want to make that mistake and do it otherwise and jeopardize um, your future or your life um also, um, and it, it's, it's a lot about following God's plan because, like, like uh, B just said, the even though Moses sinned, he still continued to walk right into God's plan. He still went and 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 found his wife, just doing what he what he was already doing, trying to protect people, trying to protect God's um, God's people from being harmed. He. He still he found his wife in the midst of that. Amen. So next thing you know, um, even though he didn't know it was his wife at the time, the father said that's what it goes to show you. You have to get you have to get approval from the father. The headship you have to get approval because the father turned around and gave the daughter to mm-hmm. Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see as long as we stay in God's plan. Um, God is setting us up for whatever um, future he has for us, but we have to make sure that we stay in it. If we get off course, even though Moses Moses didn't get off course, but he kind of had that hiccup in between with the Egyptian um, that he killed, his heart was still for, he just wanted to do what was right. That's, that's what he was trying to do. He just wanted to do what was right the whole time. He was telling the Christians and the believers, don't fight amongst each other. Don't fight. We're better than that, you know. And even though they they kind of pushed him to run, they they pushed him to run right into God's plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think the whole thing, and also the God hearing our prayer. I think everything is based upon walking in God's plan. You know, from the from the beginning of of Exodus two to the end, it was all about God's mastery plan and and. It, it's, it's unfolded right in front of our eyes to becoming one of the best stories in the in in the Bible um, of of a great leader in, Moti- in Moses. It also talks about um, before he sends you or your mission, your destiny comes aligned. Your partner has to be there. Mm-hmm. Your partner has to be there. Your the God ordained spouse that he has for your life has to be present in your life. He has to be attached to you. Um, because that's what the Lord, before he did anything, God does everything decent and in order, you know? Um, do you think, ahead. do you think also the fact that God had to push him a little bit because of, he, he allowed those two to quarrel and fight and say certain things that pushed Moses away to go towards what he needed to yeah, go. Yeah, because sometimes, sometimes we, we get into a situation, we get around people where we feel comfortable. They're not good for us. And they actually derail us from our destiny. 
but we want to go where the crowd is where it's nicer where it's fancier where there's more money and god had to um do do that to get him out you know what i'm saying god used his very passion to get him out and he's, he used that very passion to get him into where he needed to get him to get prep for what he was going to have that one-on-one with him mm-hmm. which is going to come up in chapter three so I do feel like God does push you out of stuff because he loves you and he has a purpose for your life. Remember, his parents were praying over him before he was even born. So the it's it's I think it's a powerful chapter. I think it it really makes you look inside yourself and look in the body of Christ and say we need to do better. We need to stop picking at each other. We need to hold each other accountable for the sins that you're you're doing. That's not of God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And say, because God does have a destiny. You have people that are waiting for you to get it right so that you can set those people free. But how are you going to set them free if you constantly, oops, 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 into sin? So God had to remove him out of that environment to instill more of him in him, put him around godly people, put his life together, make him uh, put his wife there, give him his son, and say, okay, now I need you to go do this. And he, he, he did go with his family. He did go with his son to go where God told him to go find the elders of uh, uh, Israel that was in captivity and talk to them, which would be his brothers and sisters and them. So um, I think it's very powerful. I think we need to really listen to the message. Um, and as we're going to do um, chapter 3 this week also, I hope more people that are listening um, really take the time to study what God is saying because whenever there's transition, there's instruction that follows it. Amen? Amen. Amen. So do you want to ask if there's anyone that is not saved, they like to be saved, and will you join me with chapter 3? Yeah. Oh, if anybody um, who's not saved or want want to be saved, if you want to, you know, join in this prayer, um, this prayer of deliverance and this prayer to give your life to Christ, um, please do so um, because you don't know when it's the last time, your last breath on earth and afterwards you don't know where you're going to go. So be, have it secure where you want to go to heaven and not go to hell. Because God, that's not God's plan for for people to go to hell. His plan is for everyone to come to heaven, but it's our decision. He gave us free will on that. Mm-hmm. So if you wanna, um, if you are, if you are one of those people, um, you wanna join us in prayer and give your life to Christ. Um, now is the time. For those of you that want to repent from your heart, say with me, Father, I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. Father, I ask that you come into my heart. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you rose again on the third day. I believe you are the Son of God. I denounce all spirits that's not of you. I denounce all behaviors that's not of you. I denounce all addiction and selfishness that's not of you. I receive, Lord, your will for my life. I receive your love into my heart, your peace into my heart. I receive, God, the wholeness that you designed and created me to be and walk in. And I thank you for your love and your mercy. I ask, Lord, that you fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. I ask that you 
send the right people to teach me your word until then let the holy spirit teach me lead me and guide me father only set people around me that will build me up and not tear me down in the word and i thank you and i receive your forgiveness if you said that prayer with me then you understand that you from your heart that you are born again you are new in god and he loves you and he desires for your life to be filled with abundance of peace joy and according to his will and his word blessings and so we thank you as we come to the end of this session um, i want to thank each and every person under the sound of my voice for sitting with us as we did on exodus 2 today which is the topic of it you can't block my destiny um so i want um brother t to close and hopefully um he's promising he'll be with us in chapter three so i hope you guys enjoyed this session and you have a blessed day this is prophetess morrison as brother t close it father we thank you lord we thank you for this powerful word that you've given us lord god thank you for letting us understand that we have to walk in your ways and we have to go by your plan father god Father, we give you the glory, Lord Jesus. Lord, not allow your word to touch any everyone, Lord God. Even if the people who feel like they know your word, let it your word is to, to to soak into our spirit, Father God, to lead us, Lord God, to where you want us to go and what you want us to do, Father. For you always have a magnificent plan. For your ways are not like our ways, and your thoughts are not like our thoughts. We thank you, Lord God. Lord, we thank you, and we want to continue to to speak your word to people, Father God, to give them a chance to change before the time is, o- is over. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father God. We Holy Spirit, we glorify you. We we can't do nothing without you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God. Lord God, let us continue to spread your word, Lord God. And Father God, let your spirit lead us for for the next chapter that we're going to head into, Exodus 3, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray and we receive. Amen. And we pray that everybody joins us in the next chapter of Exodus 3. Amen. Amen. Amen.